amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Daddy versus Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Daddy versus Doctor. This is Dr. Scott Cohen. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. We have an unbelievable show uh, for you today. We have a uh, stepfather trying to discipline his uh, stepkids. We also have a gentleman whose daughter is going through puberty and a unbelievable caller who's dealing with a son who is blind and has Down syndrome. You're not going to want to miss this. This one is uh, a tearjerker. Welcome to another episode of Daddy versus Doctor. Once again, we're going to dive into the mailbag here, see what you guys are asking us. We're going to jump right into the bag. Uh, what's uh, what's the question that kind of hit you uh, out of the bag? All right. We have today Scott and Beth from Chicago, Illinois. You know it well. We are having our first baby boy, and we're wondering what to expect when we go into the hospital. Okay. So we dealt with this, obviously, uh, with Serafina. We really had no expectations about like how this works. You get a tour before you have the baby. We got a tour of the hospital. This is where you're going to go. This is gonna... My thing was... The thing that's that's uh, shining in my head right now, where you have the baby uh-huh. and where they take you after you have the baby are two different rooms. Right. Where we had the baby, I'm like, this is nice. It's like the plaza. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. He had a nice you bed. Yeah. Not a bed, but a couch. But it was, like, comfortable. Mm-hmm. It was roomy. And then you take... Now, you're adding a person to your family, and they put you in a smaller room, which made no sense to me whatsoever. So I was shocked at where you recover after having the baby. Also shocked about how many people came in. Now, could you shed some light on the testing that's being done on the baby post-birth? Yeah, there's a bunch of things that are done on the baby after, but wait, I have a question about that. What did you have ready, like at home? Lana's nine months could deliver any day. What did you have ready? Like, were you, were you like, you know, video camera, duffel bag, or were you just like, we're just going to get it as we go? No, well, video camera I would have had in the 80s. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we, the crazy thing is, we had a video camera 14 years ago. We wow. had a video camera. Had a video yeah. camera. That's crazy. Right? No, well, you didn't video the birth, did you? We did- videoed the birth. Oh, now let me get into this. Yes. <sighs> Why? Like you're there, the momento, you're there, yeah, with the thing and yeah. coming up. We did have it felt like a standing room only delivery. You know, we had the OB. My wife was there, obviously. I was there. There's a nurse. My mother was there. My 
sister-in-law, my wife's best friend. In the room? Yeah, there was a candy striper that came in and just hung out with my mom the whole time. I felt like we had like stands and it wasn't part of the plan, but then the OB started just like, somebody grab that leg, grab some ice, grab that leg. Scott, you start videotaping. It was a whole like an orchestra. See that this was this I was flabbergasted with the amount of help. Yeah. The the doctor was asking from people that weren't licensed to do anything. Plus is it is it clean to have 15 people in the room? Well, I, they didn't they, they, I don't I'm so, they must have I don't think they could do that anymore because we didn't we had it was very minimal. I thought yeah. there was going to be a lot more medical professionals in the room yeah. with us but turned out to be the OB, a nurse, me, and Lana's mom. Yeah. So, was, yeah. We had five to one commoners versus medical. Wow. Probably the opposite of what should happen. All right. So, to get back to your but, question. Look, before okay. we jump off yeah, that, yeah. one second. I'm sorry. I got to. Have you and Aaron been sitting around the house going, not in the watch tonight? Pop in the birth <laughs> video. Have you watched it since it happened? I don't think we have. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, where does that go? Like, uh, you know, uh, you say memento. Like, well, yeah. Who watches that after? I, I mean, we should maybe show the girls later. I right? Maybe I'm holding up like the Lion King. Like, this is my daughter. You can see after. Right. I just I, I can't. No, see I the don't actual, think there was videotaping actual... of the vaginal right. canal. But it's a beautiful, open. beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I was there. I said I didn't want to look, but then I did look to see it, and it, it is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's like a human being coming out of another human being is, is <laughs> definitely fascinating. I don't know if I would video record it. Although, getting back to um, yeah, the so testing, after, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, so after the baby's born, which and it's good for parents to know what happens because a lot of times it happens before anybody gets there. There's some tests that they, they run. They offer to give the baby a bath at some point before they get discharged. Good idea. Um, they give antibiotic eye ointment uh, called erythromycin eye ointment on the eyes to prevent infection. They gave a vitamin K shot to help bleeding. Then they offer the family a hepatitis B vaccine um, to the baby. And then most babies in most hospitals get... Um, a test for jaundice, you know, when the baby gets yellow, they shine a light on the forehead before you go home to see if the baby's not too jaundiced. They do a hearing screen before you go home, make sure the baby's hearing okay. And they check blood, usually after the baby's 24 hours of age, called the newborn screen. And this is done on every baby born in the United States. It tests for things like low and high thyroid, blood disorders like sickle cell anemia, and a panel of over like 30 genetic disorders. So great amount of information that thankfully tends to all be normal. We get back as a pediatrician about two and a half weeks of age to tell the parents everything's good. Um, and then they do a heart screen. You know, you've been to the doctor, you get like the little oxygen on your finger and your toe. We do the same on the babies to check the oxygenation. So those are the standard things done on all babies. And then if there anything else needs to be done, we talk to the families about it. When is the pediatrician? Pediatrician come to the hospital to check on the baby. How, is it a day two? So we're always there within 24 hours of delivery and always within 24 hours of discharge. We go in our practice, we go every day that the baby's in the hospital. So if it's a vaginal delivery, babies are usually there up to two days, C-sections up to four days. If they have to go to another place in the hospital, like the neonatal intensive care unit, they could be there, you know, super preemies or their months. We go every day to see the baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, an experience I had with my son is he gets circumcised. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, it's a little traumatic to look at. They basically tape. They sort of like pacoose you down. Yeah. yeah. Strap you down. Before the procedure, she asked me mm-hmm. if I want to save the foreskin. Really? Yeah. Do you want the foreskin? Yeah. Your question, my videotape, you you didn't save the foreskin, did you? Well, my question was, what am I going to do with it? Right. I've never like, heard that. I've never heard that asked. Really? Yeah. Do you want to save this foreskin? And yeah. I said, what do, what do I do with the foreskin? She's like, some people save it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, like a tooth. Yeah, like a tooth or it's in a box and when he's 18, I'm going right. to. Maybe like your your grandfather with the wolf skin, you wrap it around your finger and you get like magic. Well, that you could maybe do that, start a new tradition. But I just didn't know, like, if Caruso wanted his dick back <laughs> at eighteen. Here's the rest of it. I, I don't know what you do with foreskin, and how do you preserve that? Is it in the freezer next to the ice cream? Like, what? What do you do? Do you know, honest to God, how you preserve I don't, foreskin? I don't, because I know we have all their teeth in like little uh, yeah. containers. Well, the teeth I stay. don't know the foreskin. I'm not having dinner at your house anymore. <laughs> we didn't say and, and I have girls. We didn't say so I didn't have to deal with it. Also, Easy. another question, and this goes out to the, the audience. I looked at the bill uh-huh. for the circumcision. Mm-hmm. You know what they charge for a circumcision? The, no. the OB? Tell me. Give a guess. Five grand. Two ninety eight. Two hundred and ninety eight? Yeah. Oh, that's a good deal. Cheap. Wow. I was really uh really pleased with the uh, It is based on size though, so yeah. Well, I, I it's another thing. They could have charged they should have charged time. me five Horrible grand joke. and I would have paid. Uh-huh. Um so that's how we we're starting off this show. Foreskin mailbag and mailbag. Um you got questions about foreskin? Call us. Email us. Daddyversdoctor at gmail.com. This man right here will answer all your questions. I haven't seen a question that you could not handle in 17 of these episodes. Wow. Challenge accepted. That's it. That's Uh, good. So we'll see you in the bag. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Well, I like I like you already. You're from Chicago, my hometown. I'm actually from Arlington Heights. I'm speaking to someone from Chicago. You have to say that you're from Arlington Heights suburb. Did you grow up in the city? No, I actually grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, but I'll let you then. Uh, <laughs> okay, what's it? we got a five month old uh, feeding issues? What's uh, feeding yeah. pattern? So yes, my husband and I are first time parents and. Little girl Josie is adorable and um, she feeds every two to three hours. At one point, she was doing like a three to four hour stretch at night, which was fine. But now, the, over the last couple of weeks, she's back to every two hours. And it's literally like on the dot every two hours. She has not missed a meal since she's been born. Like, has been a good feeder from day one. Um, but I just don't know if this is normal or is she doing this out of comfort, uh, actually being hungry or out of habit? And are we creating? 
Um, so I think we had, uh, we, I don't know if I had this question or we heard this question uh, in the past in regards to how do you determine in a newborn whether it's hunger mm -hmm. or just being fussy? What is there a certain... I remember, God, Lana's sister gave us a video mm -hmm. to determine oh, the different cries. Different cries. Yeah, I, I this don't know is how that works. This, this, it, it seems like so much work. Yeah. To figure out the high. Yeah. Until they can tell you. So your daughter is breastfed. You said. Yes, it's okay. exclusively breastfed, and um, she is exclusively breastfed. And she during daycare, she's bottle fed, and my husband will give her a bottle. Um, occasionally, but mostly it's me. And she's been gaining weight and growing normally. Oh yes, yeah, okay. she is probably almost seventeen, eighteen. She's Got healthy. <laughs> and have you started food yet? No, we are going to start this weekend. Okay. So this also, I always, I like my two to four rule. So for the first two to four months of a child's knife, it's normal that they feed every two to four hours around the clock. And when they take bottles, <laughs> typically take about two to four ounces. You know, we're not robots. It's not exact amounts, but it's ranges. And with the bottle, it's nice because it's there if she wants it. When she's done, there's nothing you can do, do to make her take more. And if she finishes it and wants more, you give it to her. Um, yeah. Typically then after four months, we hope that we get them sleeping through the night so they can go 10 hours minimum without feeding. So that maybe if she's still every two hours at night, that may be something to consider, like some sort of sleep training, because my guess is all those feedings are comfort. And when you eliminate those feedings in a healthy child, they don't make up the difference during the day and they grow exactly the same. And then anywhere in that two to four hour range during the day is still normal. If she fusses under two hours, considering she's gaining weight and feeding well, that's when overfeeding, that's when I would try to do other things first. You know, okay. walk around, pause, do something till at least you get to the two hour mark. Cause my guess is if it's before that, that's more comfort. And then in the four to six month period, which is where you are, if it's okay with your doctor, introducing solids is great. Usually doesn't okay. necessarily change the volume of or frequency of milk intake right off the bat because the volume of food they take isn't huge right off the bat. But it's a nice thing to start because as she increases her solid intake, naturally her milk intake volume or frequency will decrease, which is gonna help you in the long run. So two hours is normal. Some babies are two hour feeders. I'd feel better if she was every two hours and she was sleeping through the night, which my guess is you would too. Me too, yes. right? even just like a four hour chunk would be amazing. And make, and make your husband do more bottles. You need a break. You know, but That's true. Or maybe I But not at night. You know, if, if she starts sleeping longer through the night, you could sort of slow down at night also. So your milk supply will slow down at night, but she doesn't need it. And then pick up again during the day. Did you give the three in the morning bottle? I didn't uh, participate, I don't think, in the, uh, the feeding do you know how many kids that you have? I have two. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, I do remember the pumping mechanism Yes, needs to be redesigned. Okay. Uh, I just remember my wife putting these two things on her breast, and literally her nipples were being like, they were like long, and in the, mm. I go, it's great. Can we get something that's a little bit more? No, now uh, they have ones that fit in the bra. I mean, amazing. <laughs> Hands-free. Do you have that? doesn't want to look at it either but yeah. like, no i don't i have the one that you're explaining yeah the thing and then <laughs> you know and then and then i'm a, uh i'm i think it was in a bag that i had to put in the freezer and then i had to label it what how long 
this breast milk list? Is this something that we yeah. could? Uh... My rule of fives. I'm all numbers today. Okay. You love numbers. I love numbers. So I say five hours out, five days refrigerator, five months freezer. And you'll go on the internet and there'll be all these ranges, but I'm a dumb dad at home. Simple things. Five, five, five. Five, five, five. There you have it. Um, so yeah. So uh, if we could eliminate those feedings at night, uh, that's what yeah. You be yeah. Then you'd be happy. Thank goodness for concealer and coffee. Honestly, I don't know. You look fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't see any any <laughs> bags. No nothing. It's, it's... But I, I think it's only fair. You do every two hours during the day. Maybe somebody else does every two hours at night. Okay. Where, where is it? You don't even want to no, be on I camera, know, let alone he's going to feed the baby. Jeez. I'm only paying it forward because my wife heard me say it, so I had to do it. Whether I did I it or not all the time, I don't know, but uh, that's for a different and discussion. Sleep training, and I've listened to your, the other podcast or the shows where people talk about sleep training, and I know they're crying it out. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I have to leave. But, but, so. but you don't you don't have to cry out. I know that gives a bad name. And as a parent, I couldn't yeah. do it either. I mean, it's heartbreaking to hear your child cry. So it's yeah. it's finding where you feel comfortable letting her self-soothe to a point yeah. and then prolonging those feedings as best as possible. So yeah, I mean, okay. I wouldn't be able to let my baby cry for hours on end. You just do small intervals until you feel comfortable and hopefully, you know, at least she'll gradually go longer because it is. I mean, when you hear your child cry, it's hard. Yeah, it's awful. Although I, I reached that hump where I was able to go, okay, she, no, not hurt. Care. Huh? No, no, no. not hurt. Yeah. You know, everything's fine. Nothing's falling. We're good. It's just she wants the attention or he wants the yeah. attention. I was able to yeah. get, get over that. Once I did, it was right. smooth sailing. I think we hear that from a lot of parents. Yeah, you got to get to that point, right? So it's a good reminder, and I I keep telling myself that from the other um, shows you talk about. Just the baby's not hurt; they're in a safe space. It's just you can let them cry a little bit. So people yeah. self of that, I appreciate it, and listen to you on your commute to and from work. So appreciate it. Oh, I've been laughing great. out. Well, thank you, well, thank you. Good we, luck. We appreciate you listening thank to the show. You. I want I want you to do me a favor though, yes. if you haven't already. Share the show with five other people, and uh, and and spread the word in Chicago. I know people uh, would love would love to hear from us. Absolutely, I will do that. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. it. Thank Take you. Take care. Um, so yeah, this you often hear that. I, you got to get over that hump, man. That's 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 the key. It is, and everybody's different. Because I remember with our first, it was four months. We were ready to do it. With our second, it wasn't until nine or ten months. So everybody's got to sort of get to that point where they feel comfortable. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Nathan, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, are you just, are you getting to the spot in the house where you get internet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's waiting a while, so yeah. Cool. Uh, well, we appreciate your patience. I it, I don't know why I just said that because 
you often get that when you go to a restaurant or you're waiting, people go, thank you uh, or appreciate you being so patient. How the hell do I know Nathan has been patient this whole time? He he could have been swearing up and down. These motherfuckers told us yeah. that we're going to be on the show. But I appreciate he's, he's nodding. He's like exactly what was happening about 30 seconds ago. But we appreciate okay. you coming on. Now, what's going on with your daughter with the uh, early puberty? Oh, uh, that's, yeah, that's you, right? She, uh, yeah, she, uh, she has little brothers, and uh, I guess she's been uh, smothering their heads on her, uh, you know, like she'd lift up her shirt and like rub their heads on her uh, newly. <laughs> Newly uh, sprouting womanhood. Okay. What, uh, how old? Oh, uh, she's 12. Okay. Is, is that, is that? Oh, early? but that, that's normal to start, to start puberty. Early puberty is, precocious puberty is actually considered puberty in girls that starts before eight years of age. Okay. Which is crazy being a, a dad of two girls, like thinking like, oh, if they start puberty at eight or nine, that's normal medically. It technically is. All right. And you're right. Breast development is the first sign of puberty in girls. So breast development starting before eight, we investigate and check hormones to make sure um, if it is starting, you want to pause it because it can affect height later on. But 12-year-old starting puberty seems very, very normal. Well, I mean, I guess that I was more worried about the fact that she's uh, as a weapon, I guess. Um, and I just want to be able to, like... Are you using it as a weapon, like, against the her brothers? Yeah. Like smashing the brother's like, head against the breast? Yeah. 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 All right, that's, yeah, that's all you, you. Have you ever heard of uh, anybody using their their breasts early on as weapons as a weapon no no right? i this, mean this is this is throwing the doctor off he didn't learn this shit in school Are yeah. you kidding me no i mean i, I think it's important I'm, that right now she's becoming a, a young woman puberty starting talking about right your body's your body and it's really more about nobody should be touching your body it's it's private things like that whether it's a friend an adult or a sibling all right. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. He's horsing around. No, I mean, is, is that? Yeah, is that... yeah. I mean, they're horsing around, but I think you know, pulling up your shirt or using the breath, like there has to be some limits, right? Yeah, to to yeah. explain just so that they know that we shouldn't be touching other people's body, because then you have a the brother punching or or twisting a breast or something like that. Yeah, not necessarily appropriate. You don't want other people doing it to her, so setting some sort of okay. yeah, yeah, right. I agree. Listen, I got a daughter. She's five. When she turns 12, I don't want Caruso to get hit with a, 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 a tit on the way to the uh, uh, bathroom. I mean, what the hell? No, I mean, <laughs> you never heard this before. I, this is all new stuff to me. Met 20 years in med school. You just don't get. Yeah, you don't like get this. you don't get the. No. You don't get the you don't get this. I, any other. Podcast I just so I just hope the wait was worth it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. brother. Be good. So I, oh, you I too. You got it. You got it. I thought the question was on early puberty, and that is a thing. You know, if if a boy or girl goes into puberty earlier, why that's an issue is because the earlier you go through puberty, you close the growth plates in your bro your your bones, yeah. and then you don't maintain the height you were supposed to be. Right. Listen, 
these are makes make these callers exactly. Go. You've lost. Yeah, makes the show go. You all don't. Right? You don't know what you're gonna get, and you, I'm just very medically talking about precocious puberty. You know what we should talk about? Let's talk about. We're gonna be a little. Let's talk about like some dad fails. Oh, okay, yeah. All let's, right. Let's talk about because, like I said, I'm sort of a dumb dad at home. And, uh, you know, everything that shouldn't happen happens on my watch. Even like the expert makes the same mistakes. Do you have, do you have like a dad fail? Like you remember, you were like, oh, I messed that one up. So one that comes to mind was Serafina. I had a, a bottle feed her and I had a, <clears throat> it was a sippy cup, okay. not a bottle. And the sippy cup, the it's it's bigger. Yeah, thanks. And uh, <laughs> and I was using that as the the bottle, and and, and it was coming out. It was like <laughs> it was like a waterboarding, right? And I'm like, what the, you know, yeah, take it, you know, like she she <laughs> she normally takes the milk, but it was coming at such a high rate of speed that she kept spitting it out. And when I told Lana, I go, I don't know, she wouldn't drink the milk. She kept spitting it out. She goes. Because the hole is eight times bigger than what she's normally used to. That and I didn't buckle her all the way in on a on a drive to go get Lana because she was sleeping. And I think I, I might have discussed this on, a, on another podcast where I put her in the car seat unbuckled uh-huh. and I drove without her buckled yeah. in. But yeah, I'm going to show you. Here. I just want to show you. I got to show you this thing. I gotta show you. My mother sent me uh-huh. a photo of me in a car in a car seat in 1973, and I'm gonna show you the difference on what car seats are today and what car seats were back back in the day. Hold on, talk talk while I look for this. What's your now? Your your fail mm-hmm. was I mean, something that you had mentioned, and, many. Yeah. and the the one that you had you have actually video of it, which yeah. is fascinating. Which I'll tee up. And then we'll show the video. The video has been in a vault for a very long time. But Aubrey was three years old. My daughter's now 14. So it's been in the vault for 11 years. So she was in a crib. She never tried to climb out of the crib. So we never got rid of the crib. And then, you know, when they're tall enough to climb out, usually around two and a half or so, you you convert the crib to the toddler bed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that day we had put her down for a nap. Aaron and I, my wife and I are downstairs. Half an hour later, Aubrey's standing there. Hey, mommy. Hey, daddy. Whoa, what happened? She had climbed out of the crib, walked down the stairs, and there she was. So that night, I said after her bath, for nostalgic sake, before I convert the crib to the toddler bed, let me show show us how you climbed out so nicely from the crib. Mm-hmm. So here I am in a beautiful bathrobe. Look at that. It's amazing. Wait, 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 wait before you even play yeah. this. Hold on. You wear a robe? I mean, then I did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. You Bless you. I mean, am I you allergic, you're allergic to the robe? No, I'm allergic to... you got cat residue I on your shirt. I don't have cat. This is clean. We have cats. He's allergic to cats. I don't get this shit. Out of nowhere. Something's wrong. Something's coming up over the table. All right. Go ahead. All right. So I'm in the bathroom, obviously, and play the tape. Oh, God. So 
That's a pediatrician, by the way. I was introducing it thinking she was going to climb beautifully over like she did that afternoon. Yeah. It looks like I'm introducing my child falling out of a crib like I'm a horrible person. Yeah. So to date, I had never examined her. And all I'm thinking in my head is I've had kids come to the office with broken arms and legs falling out of a crib. I'm going to have to take her to the emergency room. I'm going to have a child with a broken arm. I have a video of me introducing it. Child Protective Services is going to come. I'm a pediatrician. This is horrible. Examined her. She was fine. The video has been in the vault for 11 years. And now I'm sharing my dad fail with them. So after seeing that, right? Yeah. Anybody out there that has any dad fails, please send us your dad fails. We will host them on our Instagram page for everybody else to laugh at. Believe me. I know it must have felt awful. But who knew 11 years later this was going to be a nugget of information yeah. on the daddy versus doctor it didn't hurt her. podcast. Um, now that we've seen that, I just want to show, I, Patrick, I sent you a, a, a photo of me in a, what my mom says was a car seat. Um, this is me in 1973 in a car seat. Now, if we want to examine the, you- the harness is a man's, belt really i mean that's what they were using which fits because you're wearing like a little man suit (laughs) and what are you wearing what kind of hat are you got going on there stunning um as a kid they really they really took the time to dress me in some nice outfits and this is one of them uh what's amazing did your mom knit the chair in the back like that's like knit work. probably homemade patchwork uh probably homemade or maybe bought at weebolts (laughs) Uh, for those of you who are born in the 70s, you will know Weebolts apartment <laughs> store in the Northwest. Okay, we can get that off. No, but screen. you know what? To our audience, share pictures and videos from the past. Mm-hmm. We love it. Let's show the differences from the past and the present. Again, daddyversedoctor at gmail.com. We love seeing that stuff. Yeah, that car seat does not look safe because it's on your stomach. So God forbid you stop short. Like that. And who knows if that chair was even latched to anything. I I think it was just thrown in in the back seat and hopefully uh, I I stayed in it. But hey, turned out great. Yeah, but do you remember? I'm surprised you even had it. Don't you remember as a kid being like in the back seat on the floor, like laying on the floor with your siblings, long road trips? I remember sleeping on the the floor. Like nobody was even in seatbelts. Yeah, no, I I do remember in the trunk. We had like a, not a hatchback, but it was one of those things where you could climb into the trunk and there was windows around the trunk yeah. and you could kind of like hang out in there. Yeah, there was no real, I mean, the way kids are strapped in now, it's just, it's just amazing compared yeah. to how we grew up. Um, David Blaine couldn't get out of it. No, no. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I'm at work right now, bro. I'm a bartender at a restaurant, so we're popping right now. 
Well, we got we got people ordering drinks, and you ran out on the bar, and we got a backup bartender. For sure, that's exactly what's going on. Yes. Cool, cool. So, what's up? What brings you on the podcast today? Okay, so I'm like a new stepdad. I'm 27 years old. I have zero kids of my own. I've been with my fiance for like two years, but I've been really close with her kids like the last seven months. They live with me. And it all started out like I just wanted to be friends with them. Like I wanted them to be comfortable with me. And then it's getting to the point where like, all right, they love me. They're comfortable. Now I need to start like disciplining them. And it's like, I don't know how to, the transition is like freaking me out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I haven't been in this situation as a stepdad. How old are the kids? Three and four. Yeah. So it's three and four. When you step into a kid's life at this age and they're kind of young, um, I've seen some of my friends try and discipline kids that technically aren't quote unquote not their own. There could be some resistance there. I I think you would maybe get a lot of resistance if the kids were ten and twelve. Older, there's more. Yeah, there's more like you're not my dad. You know, like you 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 run into that right. But at three or four, I don't know if you see that so much. Um. I don't know, just me being, just hearing this for the first time, do you get uh, from your fiance kind of like the the, the go-ahead to say, okay, hey. That's what I was going to ask. Is she, she okay with is it? Is she okay with it? One, 100%. She's like, that's all you. It's open game. Spank them. Do whatever you want. Oh. Like, you're completely in charge. But it's me. I'm the one who's like, I don't, I'm not trying to get in trouble. I don't want to spank them. Yeah. I literally like they'll do something and I'll just like tell her like, hey, they're acting up. Go get them, you know? Yeah. OK, so I, I don't know if spanking is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, what I would do since you say she's your fiance, you're going to get married. This ain't going to go away. Right. You're going to be you're going to be right. with them. And I don't know. Is the is the father involved in the kid's life? Um, once every other weekend. Okay. So, you know, you so pretty much I'm, I'm like the, at this point, I'm like the main father figure. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know if it was me in this situation. I know there's a lot of different factors here, but I would, you know, establish some type of structure for the kids so they know because if they're doing stuff and you're going to be with them and mom's not going to be there, you can't always go and and tell her, hey, just so you know, while they were gone, they ate every cookie in the house. You got to you. I think you got to, you know, implement yourself there as the as a father figure and and and, and lay down some rules. Uh, but again, that needs to be discussed between, you know, the. The three the, parties. The three parties. Yeah. You know. and, and I think you ha- you have to feel comfortable, right? So disciplining isn't one size fits all. So I agree. I don't know that we have to go to a spanking, but like, you know, any type, if it's like the cookie or something like that, there's structured ways to discipline that aren't punitive and aren't, aren't going to make you feel bad as well. Right. And they can still love you and you can still be present. 
I think the misconception is if you if you are the disciplinarian or offer some type of discipline, yeah. the kids are not going to like you. I think it's the opposite. I think they respect you, they trust you, and they actually are wanting that type of discipline because they they they're looking for it. Right. And I don't think we should go into if you're the disciplinarian, the kids are not going to you know like you or 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 what have you i think i think they're actually wanting it and i don't think it has to be a bad like discipline's not a bad word no no like i think some people that discipline it's like military it's like no emotion no love that's not the type of discipline we're talking about yeah yeah i think discipline equals love right like if you love them you want them to be disciplined yeah yeah you want them to be safe you know a lot of discipline is you're keeping them safe right you can't climb up on the back of the bookshelf or you're going to fall off and hurt yourself. You can't have this before dinner. So, you know, it's also, they're three and four. They don't know right from wrong right now. So it's helping them learn those things in a positive way. And then being on the same page as the other people around you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. So I'd have that discussion with your fiance and her, her uh, ex uh, husband (laughs) or boyfriend or whoever that is uh, just so that, that uh, you have it all mapped out prior to going in because, you know, you don't want the other guy going, the hell are you telling my kid what to do? You know, it, it's got to be all kind of worked out prior to uh, to you going in. I think, I mean, the fact yeah. that he's interested, you know, that you wanted to come on and ask that question and you care so much that you want to do it the right way tells me. Yeah, it tells me you're on the right out. page. I mean, look at, look at, look at how much you care. You're in your car, you're at work in the dark, in your car, <laughs> in my car. And talking to us about it while someone's looking for a dirty martini. That's exactly what they're looking for. for sure. Yes. <laughs> we'll go back hey, to work. We luck. wish you the best, brother. All right. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. You hey, got you're it. Welcome. You got it. Take care. Yeah. T- t- tough, tough thing to navigate that whole, you know. It really is. Because you have to know, like, what's your place? I think that's probably the hardest thing. I don't know personally, but. Yeah, it's tough, man. I'm thinking about that now. I, getting into a relationship with a mother who's got two young kids like that, and now you are 27. He's young. 27 yeah. years old. What was I doing at 27? Let me rewind the clock here. 27 years old. I thought I was dying because... <laughs> There's a story. Uh-oh. I wanted hotel type sheets on my bed you know when you go you know when you go to a yeah, hotel always amazing crisp clean <laughs> so i had my sheets dry cleaned and pressed instead of laundered okay so <laughs> who does this it's amazing I, I i made the bed and i got in the bed i'm like oh wow this is this is beautiful uh-huh. I woke up the next morning. I couldn't breathe, right? Uh-huh. I was breathing in, I think. This is my own medical. <laughs> right. I was breathing in the dry cleaning fumes off the sheets and the pillow. Okay. And I went to the doctor and I told him I dry clean my sheets <laughs> and I can't breathe. Uh-huh. And she was like I, I never, we are. I never, exactly. I never heard right. of that. And she gave me a, a painkiller. Right? I don't know what it was. It was one of the. 
I don't know why I got a painkiller on that. You went to a medical doctor? I went to a medical doctor. All right. Got a painkiller. Took the painkiller. And I never took painkillers before. Uh I slept for 22 hours. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) What? Didn't feel right. Yeah. Didn't feel good. Yeah. You dry cleaned your sheets and you became addicted to oxycodone. (laughs) What what is the story? I threw the the painkillers out. I bought new sheets. Never had that problem again. The lesson here is don't dry clean your sheets. I think there's more than one (laughs) lesson here. (laughs) (laughs) Where did he? All right. What what were you doing at 27? I was in med school. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a different life here. It's a different life. Med school, no, training right. to be a Residency, pediatrician. Yeah. yeah, one of those things. Sniffing sheets. You know, like when Kippers. people ask me questions, and then somehow, like the answers, like I try to come up with answers, and then you do the same with stories. Where did all the stories come from? Do you stay up at night? Do these things just pop in your head? No, that's the beauty of this podcast. It's igniting stories that yeah. I haven't thought about in almost twenty years. Yeah. So Maybe uh, they appreciate stay you. deep, <laughs> stay on set. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Who do we got next in our wonderful queue of callers? How's it going here? Oh, we're good, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. The red just pops. I like it. It's It's nice to have some color. It matches your background on the screen right there. So I figured, you know, I got a match. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So what's up? What's up brings you on the show today? Well, um, you know... uh, like I wrote in, in my email, single dad mm-hmm. to the child with disabilities, um, eight, 19 years, actually. Wow. Time flies. 19 years. I've been pretty much doing it on my own and managing a career. Um, prior military. And he was born right after I left the military. And um, so, yeah, here I am, uh, mid-40s, um, asking myself, what am I doing? <laughs> it's just, It's crazy. Crazy. Well, you seem to have been uh, have have been doing it. I mean, you, you, this has been going on for nineteen years, right? Nineteen years. Yeah. But you know, I got him uh, from everybody I talk to, my friends, family, mostly men. I don't know how you do it. I cannot. So I ask myself, am I crazy? <laughs> I mean, what kind of level of uh, energy, or you know? So I I take care of all the military hospitals full-time government employee and um it's you know it's non-stop from the moment i wake up to the moment i go to sleep well whenever he goes to sleep because uh he's blind and blind people don't have a sense of time um they don't know night or day so he'll wake up early and go to sleep early he'll wake up late and go to sleep it's just fluctuates his sleeping patterns wow um yeah so last night, you know, he went to sleep early and decided to get up at four thirty. Yeah. Well, so, even though, even though, here's a question. I don't know if you know this. Even though you're blind, 
does your bo- your body kn- know how much rest it needs or or do you do you wake up it's just it affects your circadian rhythm like you like you said so you just can be up at certain times and sleeping other times it's just hard okay yeah. so so your rhythm is is okay. is off with being being blind okay so yeah man listen uh from what i know about being a parent and i've only been a parent for five and a half years and i'm fortunate enough to have a wife and 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 i i can't imagine working full time and then having a blind child and what all is involved in that but it sounds like you've been able to do this over the course of of your child's life so i mean i i don't necessarily know what what your question is you seem to have been doing this uh what what's the yeah. what's the so so he has down syndrome so as I, as i get older and he gets older down syndrome the chromosomal defects their health gets more complicated and as we get older as men we don't get any younger our our health deteriorates you know so for me it's like at what point is the tipping point where i come to realize can I physically or mentally do this? Because as I'm getting older, yeah. and he his situation might get complicated. Yeah. At what point that that, that crossroad? Yeah. Yes. So. No, I, I think. Yeah, I think this is really hard. I mean, first of all, thank you for your service. I, you know, I think parenting is the hardest job. I mean, parenting at its base is the hardest job in the world. I mean, I know that when I go to work or my wife goes to work, how we say it's actually easier than staying home with kids. And then it's quadrupled with the experience that you're having, obviously with any child that's disabled. Um, I think finding a, some, you know, developing, which I'm sure you've done to some degree over the last 19 years, some sort of support network that can help you. Um, and also, finding things that you enjoy in your own personal life that you can make time for as well. Because if you don't have that, I think then it becomes like you're just running on a wheel and you feel like, how am I going to keep up? Which it sounds like what you're saying. And I think that's really, really difficult. And if you can create some sort of support structure, whether it's daytime, nighttime, helping with your son, uh, helping when you're at work, during those times where you are able to do something you enjoy, because that's important too, right? Um, Because obviously you're caring for your son and you're doing an amazing job, but you also have to find time for yourself so that you can do a better job when you're finding time with your son, right? Um, Because if if you're not, then you just feel like you you can't get out of that grind. Yeah. Um, And even more important as, like you said, you get older, there's going to be possibly health issues and there's more health issues with him finding that support network that can help you. Yeah. Which we all need. Yeah. Do you, do you have like a support system around you that you could kind of rely on or do you need help getting that or what, what's. No, I mean, you know, um, you know, family, brothers are in Florida, sisters in New Jersey. I'm from, from New York City, so city kid. So, you know, they're all scattered. Um, you know, as I try to develop their plan for him, you know, they always say, well, you know, at some point, you you know, and I'm like, you know, how do you tell that to a parent? Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Um, but, uh, you know, as I, you know, continue and, and develop his future, you know, obviously, you know, I have to surround him with the support system. Right. Uh, right now I'm the village. Right. How do I get that village you know, uh, around him to support him as I get older? As I, you know, we're not going to be here forever. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but uh, I do have some interesting questions. So he was born. Um, and I got two questions. So when he was little, ten, he's blind, and, and most of the time he's been blind. So you know, I'm working out, and I turn it on, and he's he's on the medicine ball. Um, you know, like doing you know you know his thing. Honestly, no, like so. I was like talking to myself, like you know, I understand dogs, but like. Do I have to neuter my son? Because, like, how does he know how to do that? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, man, like, how does he know that that little motion is getting him, like, you know, excited? Yeah. Right? He's been mostly blind all his life. Right. Yeah, but it's not something you have to see. I mean, we talk about masturbation's common in babies, and it's a self-exploration. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you realize, yes, it does feel good, and then it becomes that. Um, so it's, you know, don't you just, don't you just like innately just being a man though. Yeah. Don't you just blind or not? Right. It's not something you have to see. Right. It's something you're discovering and doing it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. At first when you said that, I thought he, I thought you were going to say he was like taking them like doing squats. Yeah. And like, how did he know how to do that without seeing you do squats? That's where my head went. That's how crazy I am. Right. So, I was doing the squats and I turned around like there's no way like smokes like now I could tell you know uh, people that I'm in a relationship with you know it's pre-programming yeah. us as men yeah to I do mean, stuff a, that that's that, what a great outlet to say hey it's just it's in the DNA that we need I love that you two are using this as an excuse <laughs> you both have, this when I'm dating I can tell and then you're like yes what a great outlet to tell people I gotta do this because I did it as a baby and he did it on a medicine ball yeah I, yeah I mean, I, that's where I go that's where my head yeah. went to as soon as he said that his son was on a medicine ball, I'm like, it needs to come out, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're seeing or not. It's just, it's just, it's in our body where we need to like release. No. <laughs> Most of the females is like, yeah, well, you're a man, you just have to have to have to. I'm like, well, it's just in us. I mean, you know, not unfaithful to anything, but it's just like you said that built up energy. Yeah. That men versus women. Um, I, I wouldn't if I had a daughter. I wouldn't assume I see her mm-hmm. I don't think. Well, girl, I mean, but girls do do it too. We don't think of it really? as much, but they do. Well, and my sister, my sister used to. Yeah, it's very it. normal. I think we talked about this. She, my sister, used to get on the ground and hump, pump the carpeting uh, when she was oh, twenty-two. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> she was like she used to the, the, her, pretty much from seven to twelve. I think she was on the carpet, and I was like, "What the?" F-? I was asking my mom, like, "What's this?" And she goes, eh, "I used to do that when I was a kid." I don't know. It, it, it apparently it runs in the family. I don't know. So, These stories that come, <laughs> uh, I've been so, repressed what, for all what, these years. What is another question? You had another question? Yeah, um, Yanni. Okay, 
So when you yawn, somebody else yawns, mm-hmm. right? And it's staying up. But my son, like I was driving the other day and I yawned. It didn't yawn, but she yawned. <laughs> like why why yeah. people when someone yawns, you, you somebody else has Here's my theory. Uh-huh. If you close your eyes, close your eyes. Okay. Do you feel it? Yeah, but I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear a yawn. Yeah, I heard right? it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel when somebody's yawn, even if you don't hear it, you it, it there's an energy, especially if in your in your uh, in a car, you could almost feel someone yawning well they said yawning is a, there's a, like almost contagious like when one person yawns in a car like everybody starts yeah but he's at. talking about he, yeah his kids can't see him right. yawning. but i mean we got other senses yeah i, I think he's picking it up on the other senses it, it, I, I yawn, especially especially the way i yawn yeah i mean you're loud i yawn i take the i take the oxygen out of the room i mean you know you <laughs> is it related to oxygen though like because no, you're, no, it's like reflexive. It's reflexive. I mean, I think. I don't know. See these these questions. Right so that, now, that's right. like I'll have to. I gotta go in more depth <laughs> research on. He's gotta call it. He's got the call, yawning. He's gotta call college. <laughs> I gotta to find out what happened. <laughs> oh man! Well, well, well listen. Thanks a lot. I mean, you know, um, you know, I for me, I I I, I like take comedy. You know. Uh, and it's laughter with everything going through because, you know, I just got to laugh it through. And I was looking at your specials, your comedy specials. And what's funny is like when I read your specials, I was like, this is my life. So I read your specials. What's wrong with people? When people look, you know, looked at my son, they're like, oh, what? I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? And aren't you embarrassed? Like, you know, with my son in the beginning, people look at him, stare at him. And I'm like, and then uh, why would you do what you do? Why would you do that, right? And I'm reading all these titles. I'm like, this funniest thing. And then stay hungry. It's like you know, keep motivated. And then is it me? Wow. Am I crazy for you know continue to do this? You know. Wow, bro. And, I, uh, the, I, I'm. I, I, it's funny that you said all those titles, and for some reason or another, they're relating to your life. Uh, really interesting for me to hear those said back to me, and and how they 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 touched you in, in, a, in, a, in a way. And I'm glad that you found my comedy and that I had a, a little, you know, that you could get a little relief from maybe watching laugh. Some, someone laugh. Cause when we started this, it was going to be called laughter is the best medicine, yeah. but then it was, it was a little too broad. Shag, so we, yeah. we, we changed it to this, but, uh, man, uh, you know, we do we do a lot of callers, and then there's certain callers that we come upon, like yourself. And I know just in talking to you that I'm going to take away from this conversation. When I go home, sometimes you think you got it, not bad, but you think oh, the world's coming, crashing around me. My kids doing this, my kids doing that, and then you talk to someone like you, and you're like, hmm, I ain't going through nothing. No. Uh, you so, did it and you did it better. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, not only that, that this call might shed a little light on your situation. I think we're walking away from it, uh, 10 times more enlightened on, on what people are actually going through on a day to day. And we, we appreciate you, uh, calling the show. Absolutely. 
Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. Um, you guys have more shows, I mean, more people to talk to, but thank you for the time. And one last thing, um, it was funny watching your wife sing the Star Spangled Banner when you recorded that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and so, you know, that's what I got to do. Like, you know, send my son somewhere. I could, you know, relax, go take a shower and sing the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get in that shower, bro. <laughs> Let it loose. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank I appreciate you. it. You got it. Have man. a good one. You too, man. Take care. You got it. What's amazing is that I find that it's not always the answers because we don't always have answers, but just talking it out yeah. is the difference. And I, I agree with you. Like I I learned more probably than he got from, from me. Yeah, so. we, we we didn't give that guy anything that he no. didn't already know. I mean that that guy that went wait. <laughs> Blind is one thing, and then you throw Down syndrome on top of blind. Jesus Christ. And I have a friend that's going through this, too. When you got Down syndrome, sometimes they're not able to, you know, go out in the world. They 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 need daily needs. They They need help with everything. Yeah, and and for him to be thinking, I'm 41, I'm not going to be around for yeah. my kid when he's whatever 50 60 years old and then to hear that you know put put him in a home and no. shit i mean all it, he's it, thinking about is how can i provide for my son and i will not give up on you yeah and it's amazing uh so yeah what a what a podcast uh nestor being a super dad i mean i don't know oh, how the hell you could explain uh, to someone that your kid's blind and Down syndrome and you're doing it all alone. Unbelievable call. Uh, also had the caller with the, the 12-year-old going through puberty and uh, the bartender who is trying to discipline his uh, quote-unquote yeah, stepkids. new stepdad. New stepdad. Yeah. So a uh, lot, lot here on uh, Daddy versus Doctor today. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, please, please give us an email. Doctor at gmail. Submit your question, a video, whatever you want to discuss on the show. It's open game, uh, and and give us a call. If you don't want to get on a video with us, give us a little question in our mailbag. Maybe we'll pick uh, your question out on the show and discuss it here on Daddy versus Doctor. Do us a favor. Share the show with at least five of your friends. Get this thing out there to parents, non-parents, whoever you think might enjoy it. Uh, again, we're talking about... Uh, a lot of pediatric stuff, but in a, in a funny way, in a relatable way. So uh, please share it with, with your friends and family. And uh, tune in next week where we're going to have actually uh, triplets in, in, in studio with us. Uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's just, just going to be The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.